Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to the Poisoner's Cabinet. I'm Sinead. And I'm Nick. And this is your weekly podcast exploring the lives of the great poisoners and macabre murders from across the centuries and creating curious cocktails inspired by the tales that we tell. And it's episode 146. Is it? I hope. Yes, well, that sounds, sounds about right to me. <laughs> Woohoo! Approaching 150. How mm. mad is that? It's a, it's a number. It's a number, yeah. It's a number. But we're not there yet, so don't get carried away. Okay, I won't. I'm, I'm going to sit back, I'm going to get back in my lane. Exactly. And just learn. You calm down, miss. <laughs> okay. How are you, Nick? I'm all right. You all right? Another week, bumbling along. Bumbling along. Bumbling along. Another week, middle of February. How the fuck did that happen? You keep saying this about February. You've never, it's going I've never so had, quick. I've never had a month where I've had more commentary from you. On... Well, I mean, like, January took five years. Yeah. February is like, it started yesterday and we're, it's almost finished. Okay, February, famously short. Yes, but not that short. <laughs> Apparently it is. No, no. <laughs> like lightning the, the, it goes. The, the, the days are the same length. The weeks are the, still have the same number of days in the week. <laughs> it's not as if it's all compressed in like the days are half an hour long and we're getting through it really quick. Yes, but your concept of February is like, oh, we're racing through it because there's there's a couple of less days and we're nearly at the end. Yes, I, but no, it's, it's, the, it's the bit that's happened already has gone really fast. That was too fast. fast. <laughs> that's gone really fast. Not the bit that's still to come. Shut up. The February that is yet to come. The February that is... <laughs> it's like a Dickens novel yes. really now, isn't it? <laughs> the February that is yet to come. I am the February of past. <laughs> February of present. Ooh, it's, it's going quite fast, isn't it? <laughs> February yet to come. It's gone. It's gone. Oh. <laughs> Where the fuck is he? <laughs> I promise to change my ways by March. Anyway, enough mockery, I feel. But you're well. I'm well. How that's are you? Good. I'm, I'm fine. Is that a silly question? Fine. Yes. <laughs> I've had very little sleep, but I look amazing. Because you've been out all night on the piss. Oh, absolutely. Clubbing yeah. away. Yes. I, hefty research. Hefty research. I had a bit of a, a like very tired, stressful week, but has covered up the fact that I put too much retinol on my eyes and my eyes went really wrinkly and, 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 and sort of crusty and then when people saw me they were like I'm just really stressed yeah, just, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm just, very emotional at the moment it wasn't just because I shoved some retinol thinking this will give me the youth and knowing oh I was not right. supposed to do that yeah. no, that peels the skin off yeah that's well, I mean it's youthful a youthful glow a youthful, of, of crumbling wrinkly skin <laughs> crumbly wrinkly skin because it makes you wrinkle and then because I buy into this stuff I, d- I don't know how these things work it's meant to like resurface like resurface, like, like it takes. Yes, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's pan stick. <laughs> no, it's, okay. Filling in the cracks, do we? <laughs> right, 
If you are, you're wrinkled. Okay, if you're wrinkled. If you're getting wrinkles or anything like that, it helps to renew the skin. So it takes Does the top it. layer and then the good skin comes through. Rejuvenates and lovely. Surely some sort of sandpaper would achieve the same effect. You would think, yes, but um, that's a little harsh. A but apparently, well, you can get different grits, so a, a light sanding. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I did, mate, with a bloody retinol. I think I got I got this thing that 1%, that doesn't seem much, and then I read articles go, oh, that's a lot. And people like you went from zero to fucking Mount Everest for your face. Right. So, so I have crusty eyes. I'm so sorry. so the, the, end, the end of that story is you've got crusty eyes. The end of the result is I have more wrinkles on my eyes because my my eyes did not respond well to it and they're crusty a bit. So I look great, mate. It's not gone well for you, has it's, it? It's not been a good week. Not I been mean, a good week. of no. the weeks I've had. <laughs> the crusty eye week one will go down in a go down in history, that will. <laughs> Remember that day back in 19? No. Wow. In 2023. The, the week of the crusty eye, we called it. Ah, uh, the great shedding of the skin. The great the great shedding. <laughs> Sinead's turned into a lizard person <laughs> Well good Well speaking of shedding your skin <laughs> And uh, and then drinking to recover from yeah. it I think it is time for us to thank our delicious Patreon well, subscribers Well we have, we have a lot of lizard people Patreon subscribers I mean I think they are all Absolutely. secret Absolutely. lizard people secret lizard people Especially Lex Grant a Definite lizard person Lex Grant does sound like a lizard person yeah, name absolutely. It's brilliant Like Lex Luthor That's all we're thinking <laughs> Sarah Miller Are you a lizard person? Lizard person And Jennifer C. Smith Definitely lizardy the C could stand the for C. Com chameleon. Chameleon, yes, chameleon. absolutely. <laughs> she is a mistress of disguise. <laughs> if the audio sounds different this week, we are using our lovely remote mics. Because um, Sinead forgot hers. Because I forgot the DI box, all right? I've a lot of shit I have to carry around. But now me and Nick are looking at each other and like, oh, there's no, there's no microphones in the way. We've got let's lovely put stands in the way. Stands in the no, way. Yeah, let's put the stands in the let's way. Let's so do that. So it's like... And then we've got things to bang. <laughs> now we've just got like little uh, tiny mini cranes. I it's, it's, it's like, like Let's like put the men at work on. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got some Lego people. We can make them grab the crane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, any poisonings this week? So. No, no, no. All right then. That's so far. Fair enough. I'm trying to think what's happened this week. I've no idea what's happened this week. Well, it's going so fast. And it's going so fast. Absolutely, there's not enough time for poisoning. It's more of a blur. Well, Nick, are you ready <laughs> to drink cocktails and talk about poison? Yeah, whatever. Or could drink poison and talk about cocktails. Yeah, play with Lego. Play with Lego. Play with Lego. <laughs> play the, play the, with okay, crane. the the microphone arm mm. is not a crane and mm. it is not Lego. It is. Look, it goes up and down. <laughs> This. It's very exciting. This is the week that we decided not to film this, and you're doing all of the drama. Should we go with the first one? Yeah, why not? Hooray, hooray, hooray. It is Nick's story this week, and we can't, we can't, we can't possibly have a story without a cocktail in hand. As you know, dear listeners, every week we choose a secret ingredient that is inspired by the tale that we tell, and it will flavour a cocktail of the week. And this week's secret ingredient is... <laughs> so you didn't comment when I messaged you this. Ice. 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 Baby. Yes. <laughs> All right, I expect some sort of Yeti. Um, that poisons people. Okay. Poison Yetis. <laughs> if it's just there's ice in the drink, <laughs> you just like go, here's a Negroni. <laughs> but ice, okay. With, yeah. With ice, then, what could you have come up with? Well, I mean, there, there are a few cocktails that involve ice. I, I googled it and there's quite a lot. Shocking. Thought I thought I might go with something a bit more icy mm -hmm. than just oh look it's shaken with ice because all that is slightly cheesy. Yes, it is. <laughs> so, I have gone. Yes. For a Texas iced tea. No. Well, I have. So. <laughs> <tough>. <laughs> 
Am I okay with this? Well, to be honest, I don't really care. <laughs> Does it make much of a difference? To... <laughs> That's what you're having. A Texas iced tea. Yeah. Oh, okay, so iced tea. I thought you were going to go with something more like a, like, like a snowball or a... Um, uh, up, or an icicle, if there's such a drink, or a big block of ice, like, or, or the <laughs> Arctic... An Arctic roll. Well, I, I, did cons- I did consider an Alaska. Oh, an Alaska. Because that's quite chilly and quite icy. You would have called me an Alaska because it's yellow chartreuse and gin. Oh, that's yeah, there's it. that as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, there would have been a stabbing. Well, I go for a Texas iced tea. I know a Long Island iced tea has yeah, all the drinks. That very nearly happened as well. Ooh. But I thought, no, I'm going to go for a Texas one. Okay. I'm intrigued to see what a Texas yeah. iced tea brings us. I think it is high time for us to go into the poisonous cabinet kitchen and shake up a storm. So we'll see you in a minute. We'll <laughs> see you in a bit. Back. Hello. Oh, Nick, a Texan iced tea. <laughs> Texas oh, iced oh tea. Lordy, it is hot out on the veranda today. <laughs> on our floating veranda Absolutely. Of, of hotness. <laughs> floating veranda of hotness. And you've made a very pretty drink for it's me. Deli- it's delightful. I noticed that, the, the, okay, we have two Long Island, well, sorry, Long Island iced tea style drinks. Yes. So, because I don't know what's in a Texan iced tea. Um, in a highball with lots of ice and a straw, but you put lovely little umbrellas in mine. <laughs> little cocktail umbrellas. Little, little fancy umbrellas. They're very As cute. As all cocktails should have. But you don't have any. No, I couldn't be bothered. So a Long Island iced tea, I'm trying to remember what's in it. Well, basically all the booze and cola. Yes, pretty this much. This looks cola-esque. It looks brown. Brown. But with many icicles in it. Should we yeah. dive in and see what makes a Texan iced tea? Let's give it a go. Merry Christmas. Oh, okay. Oh. Mm. Oh, that's quite nice. Oh, yeah, it's refreshing. That's refreshing on a hot day in February. Mm. Oh, that's... Um, mm. So I know there's lime in it because I saw you squeezing some limes. You, you saw me squeezing some limes. But also I can, I can taste the limes because there's, there's, a, there's a tang to there's a, it. There's a tang of lime. Oh, this is nice. I might not use the straw because it, it will be down in one if I do. <laughs> It's got a sweetness. It doesn't taste of alcohol, and I'm worried about that. That's that's that, that is the terrifying thing. And that's the thing with Long Island iced teas yeah. as well. I've as... never actually had Long Island. You not? No, I very nearly did one for this, but then I found this one. They do go down very smooth. Yeah. You would think because they have so many shots in them. Well, not full shots, obviously. They're like you know quarters of ounces or something. Like that. Yeah. They it, it just like ooh this is lovely, and then you start you have three and You're things happen. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. All right. So I I really have no idea. Is coke? Is does it have coke? Yeah, it has coke in it. Yeah, it has absolutely. coke in it. Yeah. Coke Coke is quite an overpowering flavour. Yeah. And there's lime. I would not know what else is in this. <laughs> Apart from good things. Good things. To be honest, it's probably easy to list what isn't in this. <laughs> so, okay. is, there, is there gin in this? Yes. Right. Is there rum? Yes. Chartreuse? No. Streaker. <laughs> okay. No. Well, the, the standard vodka? Yes. Okay. Uh, what are the other liquors? Uh, whiskey? Bourbon? Mm, bourbon. Bourbon. Tequila? Yes. Oh, God. Um, this is how we die. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are the other liquors? What am I, I, think, not, what I am think I we're missing. What, I think we're missing one more boozy thing. One more boozy thing. Um, okay, so vodka, gin, bourbon, tequila, um, rum. <laughs> like a vermouth? Nope. Think fruity. Maraschino? Nope. You know this happens every time that we say a fruit and I go, there's no other fruits other than cherries. <laughs> or apples. Th- think, think orangey. Oh, triple sec. Yes. Yay! That was a very big hint. That really that was. was. There was less of a hint than just telling me. <laughs> Think triple sec. Is it triple sec? Okay, but what's the twist? The twist is a Long Island, Long Island iced tea doesn't have bourbon. 
Right. So okay. a Texan iced tea has bourbon. So it has everything. It has about everything iced tea. plus bourbon. Plus bourbon. Plus bourbon. Oh man, and lime <laughs> and lime and lemon. Oh, with lemon and a bit of sugar. Ooh. And then top it up with cola. And then top it up with champagne or something. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to take it down or not. Clearly, it didn't. So it's actually. I mean, God, that is going to go down so easy. We're going to have nine more of those. Yeah, I'm going to neck that and then be on the floor. But that's very it because it just tastes like Coke. It tastes like a Cuba Libre, really like nice. uh, Coke with just the, with yeah. the lime. You taste that. Cannot taste any of the other alcohol in there. But it's in there. It's going to get you. How many? This <laughs> is a third of an ounce of each of those. Ten mil. So that adds up to what? Oh, actually, only about like it's two a, No, shots. so it's, it's not more than a, a regular cocktail or so, oh, really. Okay. So it's not much more than your a, a martini or a red hook or anything like that. It's Most. just a wider variety of things. Yes, and all mixed together <laughs> in a big bucket. Pretty pretty much, with an well, egg on see. top. <laughs> it double epic. Yay! But yay! But is it a ball ache to make? Well, it's just a lot of things. The recipe I've used, which is on Dippers, is just a third of everything. So it is not a complex one of one quantity of this and another quantity of that and a different quantity of something else. It's just a third of everything in your cupboard. Which is line stuff up. And Pretty much, yeah. Dash, 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 yeah. dash, 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 dash. So it's, it's simple to make. It's a, it's a pain because there's a lot of stuff, but it's not a complicated drink. Stuff that most people will have in their cupboard. Okay, we have our Texan iced teas firmly in hand. Yeah. And as we wander down the road, is it time for a story? It is certainly time for a story. I have a curious case for you today. Mm. One that has spawned some interesting theories and that some people believe is linked to one of the most famous murders of all time. Ooh, oh, I like it. This is a story of the ice box murders. Ooh, okay. Yes. Ooh. Ice, see, ice there. Uh, oh, is, is that it? Yes. <laughs> what more do you want? No, it's good. It's fine. We've got that out of the way. It's exactly. Good. It's we'll June the 23rd, 1965. Modern. And we are in Houston, Texas. Another number, see? Two, two. It's all slotting it's into It's all place. coming together. Police officer C.M. Bullock is about his duties, as he will be on any other day, when he gets a call from dispatch. Mm -hmm. He is instructed to go and check in on an elderly couple, Fred and Edwina Rogers, in the Montrose area, just outside Houston. Mm -hmm. He's told that their nephew Marvin has been trying to get hold of his aunt and uncle for a few days, and they haven't been answering on the phone. It's very unlike them. Now, so Marvin has thought this is all a bit odd, so he's made the decision. He's decided to go over and check in on his aunt and uncle. Mm -hmm. He arrives... He's found the house all locked up, the blinds are down, no one answering the door. Mm. All seems a bit weird. Mm. He keeps in contact with them. He knows they haven't been planning a trip or anything like that. They're not away on vacation. And asking a few neighbours, no one seems to remember having seen them in the past few days. Ooh. So he's getting increasingly concerned about his elderly relatives. I mean, Fred's 81, Edwina is 79. Have they had an accident? Has something happened? Have they had a bit of a fall? Have they had a bit of a fall? So he's called the police to see what's going on. It seems so straightforward. Exactly. So Officer Bullock and his partner, Officer Barcher, they arrive at the Rogers home at 815 Driscoll around 9pm that evening. Can I just comment on, that's an excellent pairing of police officers, Bullock and Barcher. Bullock and Barcher. That is a TV series. <laughs> it really is, actually. <laughs> so they're knocking on the door, no response, nothing's going on. Ooh. They decide to check around the house and see if they can find, perhaps there's an open door or an open window, they might be able to let themselves in. At the back of the house, they find that the, the rear door is not locked, but it's been barricaded from the inside. Oh, okay. They, through the crack in the door, they can see that lots of heavy uh, flower pots have been stacked up against the door 
to prevent it being opened. Oh, oh, all right. Oh. Now, I think that's something that this is not normal. Something is a bit odd here. Ben, ben. The two officers put their shoulders to the door and push their way in past this stack of pots. Inside the house is a complete mess. But Marvin says it's actually pretty normal. Oh, they're quite messy. Uh, yeah, they're Ew. not the tidiest. They're getting on a bit. They, their mobility isn't what it once was. They've been struggling to keep on top of sort of household chores and stuff like that. Mm. So it's not unlike it to be a bit messy. As the officers search the house, they find all their clothes and toiletries are in place. It's unlikely they've taken an impromptu trip and not told anyone without taking any clothes or their yeah. toothbrush or anything like that. But there are no signs of a struggle anywhere, apart from the mess which Marvin seems to think is pretty normal, really. As they search the kitchen, they do notice plates of half-eaten food on the table. Mm-hmm. But, but they're unsure, really, is this just part of the general mess of the house? There are some sort of unwashed dishes and things in the sink. It's just like some plates on the table. Has that just been... Is that normal? Or had something happened that they were interrupted mid-meal and, and disappeared? was left. If we're talking about like the crust of a sandwich, you'd be like, but there was half a lasagna, you'd be going like, why didn't they finish that? Wait a minute, wait a minute, what was wrong here? So what was going on? I don't know the exact details of what or how much was found on the table. If it was like a really good, like toasty. Just a big bit had, like, of cake. One and it's like, bite. no, they must have been Must murdered. have been killed. Must, must have been, been killed. killed. For some reason, Officer Bullock decides to check the refrigerator. He wants a snack. Well, some versions indeed say that it, it had been a hot day. He was looking for perhaps there might be a beer in there, a yeah. cool drink or something like that cool that he can drink. that he can nab. Others, other reports say that he was just instinctively drawn to open the fridge, saying that something just didn't feel right inside right. the fridge. Everything looks pretty normal. It's a fridge. It's a lot of meat in the fridge. A oh, lot of meat what? that's all not neatly wrapped up on the shelves. It's an awful lot of meat. But he thinks, well, maybe the couple, they've been to the butchers. Perhaps they're planning a, a gathering or a party or something. They need to feed 5,000 people. So they've stopped. But then where up are they? On the, but exactly, but where are they? Also, they're about to feed 5,000 people. Are they Jesus? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no, there's no, no, meat no. in the fridge that's all been wrapped up. There's nicely, and, nicely and wrapped up meat. They're not there. Oh, no, no, As he turns no. to close the fridge door, he happens to look down and something catches his eye. The sweet, smiling face of a Dean <gasps> Rogers. <gasps> Is staring up out at him from the vegetable crisper. Oh, I was not expecting that. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that that shook me to the core. Yeah. Her fucking her face, her head, her face, head. face, head, face, her, head, her, her heads in the crisper. In the oh, crisper to keep it crisp. What? Well, yes, one would imagine so. Keep it fresh. That's it. You 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 have no career or life after that. That's your nightmare. <laughs> well, after, after your head's been chopped off in the no no no, no. like you see no. that you look yeah. down and see a, a head looking at you from a vegetable crispy. You're like I am absolutely out. Yeah, that's it. Indeed, and he does. He I'm just going to close this door because <laughs> you would, wouldn't you? You'd yeah. be like very slowly. I'm going to close this and I'm going to open it again. And yeah. hopefully Move. that did not happen. Still there. Oh, close the door. Shit. Scream for a bit and call for backup. <laughs> Soon the house is swarming with the police, and as they empty the fridge of its rather grisly contents, they find the remains of both Edwina and Fred, dismembered and neatly packaged upon the shelves. That's bizarre. Yeah. Packaged. Yeah, so all sort of nicely wrapped up in sort of plastic and things. The heads are just like the heads in the crisper drawer. Um, uh, where else would you put a head? Yeah, absolutely. But the, yes, the rest of the the bits and pieces, no arms, apparently. Everything no else, arms. but no arms. Wow. But everything else, neatly chop, 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 chop. Rap, 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 rap. 
Preach. Is that how you do it? That's how you do it. That's how you dismember people. So uh, an autopsy is carried out on the remains of the... Uh, it's more like a puzzle than an autopsy, really. Um, <laughs> it's more like a sort of a fondue. Yeah. Um, it's estimated they have been killed on or about the 20th of June. So this is three days prior to um, Officer Bullock's discovery. Also Father's Day. How jolly. Edwina had died from a gunshot wound to the head. Fred, however, had faced a much more brutal attack and had been beaten to death with a hammer. Ugh. After which his eyes had been gouged out Ooh. of his skull Ooh. and his genitals removed. Oh, wow. Yeah, indeed. So, so he, got, he got the brutality. He, he got the, yes, absolutely. So he got a really brutal, seemingly personal attack with the eyes and the and bits. The balls. And the balls. <laughs> yeah. the, the killer had then proceeded to cut... And dismember both of them into neatly packaged snacks. There's no evidence of cannibalism in any of this. But just, wrap, just, it, but just well, wrapped up I mean, and stored be, in the fridge. You would be forgiven for, for thinking. Yes, indeed. Cannibalism, because they have wrapped them up in this kind of... I'm presenting them as meat. Yes, it? absolutely. And initially, I mean, Officer Bullock said he thought it was pork from the butchers. It had been wrapped in that sort of way. Deliciously um, pickled pork. Deliciously pickled pork. Yes. But no... No, no, no. But the it, thing is, if you're trying to hide your crime, you don't then just put the heads in the crisp. That is the thing, because if it, there were no heads, then the officer would have thought, that's a lot of meat, bit weird, but it's just a lot of meat. I mean, it takes a head of lettuce to another level. If he's like, <laughs> lettuce head, I put the head in it, they'll think it's lettuce. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Interesting, though, that there are no traces of any internal organs amongst the wrappings Ooh. so police search the house they search sort of near the sewers and drains and things nearby thinking that perhaps they've been disposed of down the toilet or something like that mm. nothing nothing can't no. find anything it's so mm, it's a bit weird a search of the house does reveal though traces of blood in the upstairs bathroom leading police to believe that this is where the butchery has likely taken place Ooh. there's only traces though you would think of an absolute massacre going on mm. after that but it has been thoroughly well cleaned yeah. up afterwards and there are only a few small little trails but one of these small trails leads up to the locked attic door well that's never a good sign it's never a good sign it's never <laughs> and a locked attic door yeah. is asking for trouble yeah so it would seem that never ends well indeed as the, the police force their way into the attic they discover a bedroom neat and tidy entirely self-contained seemingly mm. there's a hot plate a kettle dishes Oh, All okay. this sort of stuff. And of course a blood-stained saw. <laughs> standard, standard standard bedroom. Standard, standard bedroom, bedroom accoutrement. Yes. Indeed. Now please speak to the nephew Marvin to see does he know who might have been living in the attic? Is there a lodger or something like that who might have gone a bit nuts? He says that that would be Charles, their son. A bit of an odd chap was Charles and he is nowhere to be found. Oh. Now, police start to canvass the neighbourhood, trying to find someone who might have seen something going mm. on. And when they ask about Charles, has anyone seen him come and go, most people seem surprised that the Rogers even have a son. What? There was, there was Charles. We had no idea Charles was existed, let alone that he lived with them. Some of the older residents on the street who have been there a while, who have known Fred and Edwina for a few years, yes, they knew about Charles. Odd chap, they said. Kept himself to himself. In their attic. Bit, a bit, a bit of an odd, bit of an odd chap. Oh, God. The few friends that Fred and Edwina had described a very strange relationship that they had with their, with their 43-year-old son. <laughs> um, he was up and about before dawn every day. He left the house, spent the entire day outside. No idea what he got up to when he was out before returning at night, always after dark. 
he didn't have a job that anyone knew about. Mm. He used to work for an oil company, some people thought, some years back. But mm. he had been living with his parents for a, a few years now, at least. Yeah. People reported that he had had a, a, a tense relationship with his parents. So much so that apparently the only communication they had with each other was through notes that were pushed back and forth through like bedroom doors. And things. That's the only what? way they actually spoke to each other. Order and order, think the, the police. They need yes, to speak to Charles. We really need to speak to Charles. Yes, rightly so. Yeah. Because this is, this is weird. It's weird, absolutely. It's weird. Yes, people just musing away. Like, yeah. oh, he lived in their attic. He communicated by notes. He was up before dawn yeah. and then back after night. Yeah. What? Charles, Charles is nowhere to be found. Charles has disappeared. Did Charles exist? Charles... Did he exist? Charles did exist. He did. Charles did definitely exist. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was no. like immediately, a ghost! Listen, no, Charles was definitely a real person. Now, warrants are issued and his picture is splashed about the papers mm. to try and get him to come forward, find someone who knows where he is. Mm. One of the headlines reads, Icebox murders recluse son hunted in carving of parents put in a refrigerator. So, say that again? So it's, it's, Let's break it down. Yeah, icebox murders. <laughs> nice. Recluse son hunted in carving of parents put in a refrigerator. They put in the refrigerator it doesn't really flow. I mean, there's a lot going on there yeah. and also prejudice. Yeah, well, <laughs> he probably didn't encourage Charles to come forward. <laughs> <laughs> to, to sort of hand himself in for, let's have a chat. Reclusive uh, son sort. Yeah. I was explaining this to someone the other day about what you can put in headlines from my old days in journalism and again about what you can do legally. But that, that, that's a bit much. That's yeah. just kind of go, by the way, this reclusive son, we're not saying it's definitely him, <laughs> but it seems like it's, it's him. It's probably him. It's probably yes. him. Reclusive son does not kind of kind of go, everyone's got, oh, he, he freaking did it. Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a bit but. like saying weird landlord. <laughs> Yeah. Slightly murdery friends. <laughs> slightly slightly murdery son. Wanted, Wanted just for a chat. Just for a chat. <laughs> Suspected murderer. Yeah. A woman who had once worked for the Rogers as a housekeeper did come forward as a result of these sort of uh, the, the headlines. Mm. She didn't know where Charles was, but she was able to corroborate some of the strange arrangements that there were in the house. At the time that she had worked there, she had never once seen Charles. She knew that he had lived there, but she had never once clapped eyes on him. Edwina had once told her that she hadn't seen her own son in five years. The that they had lived hell. in the same place, the same building. Okay. And they had just like ghosts in the night sort of thing, or ships so, in like, the night, sorry. The, he, he left his room at different times. No, see, always before, always before dawn. When he'd go out all day He would and go out, be gone all day, doing God knows what, back after dark. Presumably when he knew his parents okay. were in bed or something yeah. like that. Wow. Now, please, though, think, we really need to talk to Charles. We need to uh, we figure out so. what the hell's going on there. So, Anyone else who was following any other lines of inquiry, <laughs> they were like, I think we should talk to the postman. Yeah, no, no, Charles don't. clearly is the person we need to speak yeah. to. No, there was a milkman who looked a bit shifty <laughs> this day. And they, they delve into Charles's life and what's going on. They expect to find a layabout, some unemployed, middle-aged man living off his parents. Mm. What they find is something quite, quite different. Okay. Is it time for a break? Oh, I think it's time for more <laughs> iced tea. Positively parched. Marvellous. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Well, Nick, what's happening? We're on the hunt for Charles Rogers. <laughs> Many think he has been responsible for the horrendous murder of his parents, Edwina and Fred. Mm. Now, so please continue their investigations and far from the drift they expect to find... They discovered that Charles is actually quite brilliant. Oh, okay. In 1942, Charles had enrolled at the University of Houston and earned a degree in nuclear physics, mm. which is no small accomplishment. It's, it's um, not, no. From there, he enrolled in the U.S. Navy, where he served as a pilot during the Second World War. From there, he served in the Office of Naval Intelligence. Okay. So, senior roles. That's a pretty good career. Well, so absolutely. Thought, yeah. After the war... He worked as a, a seismologist for Shell, the oil company. And he was there for nine years, travelling the world, um, identifying suitable locations for mines and oil rigs and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. Old colleagues spoke incredibly highly of him. Mm. Absolute genius, they said. Not so good in the in the bar after work, maybe. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he was, he was brilliant his at his job. job Funny and awesome. Yeah. At his job. Absolutely. Not so much with the eye contact and small chat. Yeah. No shade. <laughs> absolutely fine. But then in 1957, he had quit. No explanation given. He simply upped, returned to Houston to live in his parents' attic. Okay. But then that what? was another twist. Right. It's not his parents' attic. What? It's his attic. He owns the house. He has bought, the house is bought and paid for by Charles. What? It's his house. Okay. Now, the deeper they dig into the Rogers family, the more confused everything becomes. I mean, as you alluded to there, it seems like that today Charles would have been diagnosed with some variety of neurodiverse mm -hmm. condition yeah, and such yeah. like. And it's likely that that would have been very difficult for his parents to understand back in the 20s or so when he, oh, when he was God, born yeah, in the 20s. Yeah, yeah. And it is rumoured, reported that Fred Rogers really struggled to connect with his son when he was younger, mm. which led to violent outbursts from Fred towards Charles. Wow. So it seems he had, Charles did have, unfortunately, quite a, an abusive childhood oh, with the parents thing. who just could not understand their, their son. And this relationship didn't really seem to improve over the years at all. Now, Charles did incredibly well in his career. Yes, yeah, yeah, so he, he got, earned his degree. He did incredibly well in his service during during the war. 
went on to work for uh, for Shell Oil. If you rack it up, nuclear physics, yeah. you have served your country as a pilot, yeah. and then you work for Shell. He, what more do you want, Daddy? Yeah, exactly. What more do you want? You've done. He's done fantastic things. Absolutely. And as they, as the authorities try and delve deeper, they investigate into Charles's finances, primarily trying to track him down. Maybe it shows that over the years he has purchased a number of properties. He owns a lot of plots of land um, around around Texas. Land Ooh. which his parents had gone on to sell, forging his signature and pocketing <gasps> the cash. No. On other occasions, it's found that Fred and Edwina had taken out loans in Charles's name or listed him as a guarantor for loans, again forging his signature. What? Oh, so, jaw drop. Sorry. Yeah. It's like, the bloody parents? It's looking like this lovely, sweet, butter-wouldn't-melt old couple are actually underhand con artists taking advantage of their own son. Of their really. son, of their very successful Very successful, son. earning decent money son. Jesus. But perhaps doesn't get the social cues and is not able to, no. to deal with those emotional sides <gasps> of things and completely being taken advantage of by his own parents. Oh, oh. I know, oh, it twists it on oh, his head. Oh, twists it. Oh, the feelings. <laughs> there are feelings. So had Charles just had enough, perhaps he had discovered these thefts and these betrayals and, and just snapped had, had something happened that he had reacted in such a dramatic way to clearly have, had no relationship have, with them yeah, from, from absolutely. the patterns of his day yeah indeed and then suddenly something something is something well, the is mother, snapped mother quick dad dad not dad so not so quick on father's day huh. oh mate <laughs> uh, uh, the 20th of oh. June <laughs> Oh, oh, Charles, you don't, you don't do it subtly. No, indeed. So, more than ever, the police think we need to speak to Charles. We need to find Charles. They, they put out bulletins for Charles. They knew he had been a pilot. He can fly. So they, they, they send his picture to nearby airfields and things like that to see. Yeah, I think you're going to say they search the skies. They search the skies. They're there checking behind clouds. Then we know he could fly. Nothing. They can't find him. There are reports a few days after the murder that a man who matches Charles's description was overheard asking about um, a job overseas. Yeah. And then further reports that he managed to make it into a Mexico. Um, he was looking to get back into the mining industry mm. with his skills and experience. Wouldn't have any issue getting a Not really well-paid job. No problem finding work. But nothing is ever confirmed. Charles is never found. He simply disappears. No, In, he doesn't. It does. What? In 1975, a Texas judge declares Charles legally dead. He, at that point, he would have been 54. He had not been seen for over 10 years since his parents' murder. Everyone thinks that Charles was the only suspect. He was the only suspect ever considered by authorities for Fred and Edwina's murders. Yes. And the case remains officially unsolved. No, okay. But... But I was waiting, like... (laughs) Promised much. <laughs> is that then? That's not enough for no, you. No, it's not. No, it's a brilliant story, but I've I've no idea where this is going. No, you this you is... still won't at the end of it. <laughs> I promise you. Before you do the big reveal, I'm like, mm, okay. Mm. So so Charles' big career makes some decision to go and live in this attic, so maybe exacting out some revenge on these parents who have taken advantage of him, and then vanishes. No one has seen him even when he's at the house, yeah. and then he's vanished. So he's very clever. Okay. Very good at vanishing. Is, is he the invisible man? He's the invisible man. Is he man? the Loch Ness Monster? In 1992, 
Yes. A book is published by John Craig and Philip Rogers. The book entitled The Man on the Grassy Knoll. Shut up. And the book makes this rather extraordinary claim that Charles Rogers had actually been working for the CIA. What? Now, according to the book, Charles Rogers was initially recruited while he was working in the oil industry. His frequent trips back and forth to South America provided the perfect cover to transport secrets and classified documents and such like. He had access to high-powered business meetings. And, apparently, he proved so successful at insinuating himself with rich and powerful people that in 1957, he left his job at Shell and became a full-time working agent for the CIA in Latin America. Wow. Travelling between his contacts in South America and his attic bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) Famously, yes. Famously. Now, the book actually says, at that time, it was common for agents to work for oil companies because it was perfect cover. He was probably the best... Yes, to travel. Yeah, he was probably the best communications expert the CIA ever had. In the attic above his room, he had an antenna that was overlooked by the police. He was using the radio to communicate with other agents, is so claimed in this book. Mm. Mm. Now, some people agree that Charles Rogers may well have been involved in the CIA, with the CIA. And that it was not uncommon for business people and such like to, to do that. Many oil executives were recruited to transport secrets and the such like. But the book goes on to suggest something more controversial. Okay. Now, the man on the grassy knoll alleges that Charles Rogers and a chap called David Ferry were the two men who have been suggested to have actually shot President shot Kennedy. Right. <laughs> I <laughs> from, did not think this from was going there. The frame, the famed grassy knoll in, in Dallas, in Texas, in 63. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm on board with it. Yeah. Believe it 100% right now. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to go into the detail of the conspiracy theory that has grown up around this because it would take 12 episodes to cover it fully. Oh, but, but the theory mm. being that the whole JFK assassination is a CIA secret plot. Yes. Um, Lee Harvey Oswald had been set up for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It didn't help that um, Oswald was murdered before he himself could be brought to trial, which many people have seen as a proof of this terrible conspiracy. Yeah. This cover-up mm. behind him. After the assassination, Charles supposedly went back to normal CIA life, bumbling along in mm. his attic until a fateful day in 1965 when Charles discovered that his mother, Edwina, had discovered his diary, which detailed his involvement in the assassination, <laughs> and she therefore had mm. to be killed Jet before packed. she could reveal this shocking truth. Right. Yes. If you were a presidential assassin, would you write it in your diary? I, I mean, I would keep a diary, and it would be a big glittery one with <laughs> unicorns on it. One. Today, I got up, had a piece of toast, shot the president, yeah. and then had a nap. Then had a nap. Yeah. So, about, about, supposedly after the, after the murders of the parents to hide this dreadful, dreadful secret, he was spirited away. Yeah. By his spooky colleagues. He... Spooky colleagues. <laughs> That's a nice way of saying spy. spooky colleagues. Spooky oh. colleagues. Uh, spooky. He continued working for the CIA until the mid-80s and then went on to live out the rest of his life in South America, living a long and happy time in Guatemala where he eventually died at the, a ripe old age. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> and it's all true. Absolutely true. Yes. Apart from the bits that are bollocks. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. 
Oh, that was a that, that was a roller coaster, Nick. <laughs> I am delighted with that story. I mean, that had everything. Oh yeah, that had everything. The, the twist I did not see coming. No, I no did one does. See absolutely coming. Absolutely, neither did I. When I read it, I thought, what? Just <laughs> <laughs> one of your like, what the fuck? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> All right, so let's look at the murders. Yeah, let's keep that separate. And then let's come on to the. Mm, mm. Mm, mm. Yeah. This little area over here, the JFK area, I'm very, very interested in getting into. <laughs> mm. but, 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 but. So murders, I mean, was it absolutely conclusively proved that Charles and the, the people who were killed that definitely parents and son? Yes. And that he yes. lived there? Absolutely. Right. So there's probably very little question that he did it. I would entirely agree. Given that he's vanished afterwards, yes. they never found him. Clearly a very intelligent man. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Very successful. Well, well-connected man as well. We have his worldwide travels and things. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, very well-connected, but let, let's take it in isolation of just that if he's had this career, he's gone and then lived in his parents' attic. He's decided, for whatever reason, he's just like, yep, yep, yep going to go and live has, there. Something has happened in 57 that has made him quit his job. Yeah. And then the murders were committed... 64. Sixty-five. So it's a long time to be living yeah. in there, and then him going out all day. So maybe, but we don't know what his job was after he quit Shell. No, absolutely. No, so we don't know. We don't know. And some people think there was no job. He just went out and sat on a bench. Yeah, um, and was just walking around. But the parents have been screwing him over, or maybe he's just had yeah, he's had a breakdown. Yeah, and then psychotic episode. Look, if if he was a spy, and Mummy worked out, or they read in the journal. That he had done whatever it is, and we'll come to JFK. But she's shot in the head. Dad is. Yeah, uh, that, that's personal. Yeah, that he is tortured. Yeah, he is absolutely mutilated. Yes, absolutely. On Daddy's Day. So, so yeah. yeah. And also, like, there's there's no reason to wrap up their bodies and put them in the fridge. Like, why why wrap them up as if they're joints of meat and put them in the well, fridge and then put the heads in the crisps? I mean, in the in the fridge, they're not they're not going to get found. They're gonna they're gonna stay. They're not going to start decomposing or smelling yes. if they were just left out on the in the kitchen or whatever. Yes. They then they would then that would alert people that something was awry mm. um, with the smell and things. Um, if they were in the fridge. That's going to take an awful lot longer to and they look like to pork. happen. They look um, like yeah. yeah, they look like pork. I will come back to. There's a head in the crisp. But, but no, absolutely. So I'm, I think not necessarily it was a you know a method to disguise, disguise, it. but just as a method of preservation and prolonging mm. the the finding. And it, it hadn't been for Marvin going. I haven't heard from Uncle Uncle Fred for mm. a while. It's likely that the police would never have knocked on that door until months and months and months later. So no one would have noticed a smell. No one would have noticed a smell or anything like that. I mean, it's ingenious um, in a way, but then th there's so many other ways that you go, oh, well, just bury them in the basement or bury them in the mm -hmm. backyard. Like you can, you can Maybe. Do, I mean, if, if he's that brilliant, if he is a spy and he's killed the goddamn president, <laughs> he could probably hide his parents' corpses yeah. better. So it seems very obvious that he's killed the parents in I this would agree. fit of peak, as yes. it were. <laughs> I mean, that, the whole... You know, the, yeah. I mean, there is. I would not be surprised if he was somehow affiliated with the CIA in a yeah. in, in that sort of way, just passing secrets, messages, spying on people, what have you. He was did a lot of business in South mm. America in the sixties, Cold War, blah blah blah. Well, this is. I mean, when's the golden off? age of espionage? I don't know if there's the sixties is another term, but in the sixties, definitely, this is this yeah, is the absolutely. spy I mean, era. We are. This is sort of what. 
four years after Bay of Pigs type thing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And the Cuban Missile Crisis and yes, all that exactly, sort of stuff. Yeah. So we are Cold War peak, mad. Peak, peak, peak kind um, of spy So, era. yeah, espionage is all over the bloody place. Yeah. And especially with some South American countries which were leaning towards a Soviet It's completely thing. feasible that he would be... So it's completely be... feasible that he would have been a CIA... Not operative. an agent. Operative. Yeah, exactly. Mm. He would have had contacts with his CIA. Whether that then moved on to the, he's a fully trained assassin. Yeah. Um, I think is a leap, and and most people think, no, that's bollocks. It's one of those it's where it's it's as plausible as it's implausible. Clanky, mm. <laughs> clanky. Yeah. Because as much as you can say no, of course he wasn't. Then you can also go, well, why not? Because and we don't know what happened. Yeah. And there, there are whole, there are whole books dedicated to proving that he he was, and that he knew these people, and that person, and this person was there, and yeah. part of this group, and and far too much to go into the de- detail on. I don't know the detail well, of it. I, but I love... there are people who make a living out of making these obscure connections. Well, like the, the JFK assassination is not far off from the Ripperologists of trying to. It's it's it, you know they're very different crimes, but the theories and the you know yes, absolutely. all of this around it. And the conspiracy theories I, I find it fascinating and I you know maybe we'll do on Patreon we'll do a little JFK <laughs> dedicated episode I didn't know that theory no. <laughs> but I have read a lot of books and have loads of stuff about all the stuff of Lee Harvey Oswald and Jack Ruby and there's this theory about the Grassy Knoll because of the way JFK was shot it's because it's a tra- it's a national tragedy that was played no. out on air and people have been looking for an excuse and someone to blame for years because they it wasn't good enough that it was Lee Harvey Oswald <laughs> and that a mobster then decided to take him down which is perfectly feasible that, that could have happened yeah. but would love to know people's like weigh in <laughs> on the conspiracy theories but this murder but getting rid of that this is still a brutal mo- and it's, even it's if horrific. he he wasn't a okay he didn't kill the president he wasn't a CIA person yeah he still vanished where is he he still I mean he'll be dead by now um, but is he, no, is he no different from the, 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 you know, God, all the axe murderers? You know, like the whole spate yeah. of these murders that were that were unsolved, brutal, horrific crimes where we're going, okay, um, this guy did something absolutely horrific. Is it the idea that if he is neurodivergent or anything like that, he's a very, very high intelligence yeah. where he's just very good at seeing the things that other people wouldn't and then kind of like, yeah, this is how I'll disappear. That's how it's good. And say, so he, he would have had... He would have known people in many, many foreign countries. That a he, lot of connections. And a lot of connections that he well, could he have... He could just disappear He could have 60s. disappeared, absolutely. He could well, have who's going to track you? Disappeared, found a, got himself a good job yeah. somewhere else, and, yeah, lived happily ever after. One personal vendetta against his family, never had to commit yeah. any other crimes. I love the fact they were like, here's some crazy murderer. He must have been enlisted to kill the president. <laughs> and then thought he'd really draw attention to himself by, A, keeping a diary. Keeping a diary. Why would you keep it? Would, yeah. you, would you keep a diary? I mean, I know I there's lots know. of sort of, there are some spies. I've listened to some radio programs of like modern spies as well who've gone done interviews and they've said, I can't give you my identity. It's fascinating. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, I do keep a record of what I've done because it's very interesting. I'm not going to tell you who the people were or yeah. what the actual dates were or what my name is. But, Maybe he did have a journal. Maybe he but did. I don't think you'd write in your journal, I shot JFK. Oh, I shot JFK and then leave it on your bedside table in your yes, attic. The mummy's going to read <laughs> so. your evil mother, apparently. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. He's wrapping up the meat. Yeah, it's mm. weird. It's weird. Well, what do you think, people? What do you think of this mystery of the parents killed in their house and why they were wrapped up and put in the fridge? Was it just to preserve the body so people wouldn't find them? Was this some sort of sick display? Was this... And the heads were in the crisper. Why are they crisper? Why are you of all places? Convenience. 
do we think that the son Charles was responsible and this was just an isolated crazy incident he may have been responsible for all manner of murders that we don't know what? about but do you think he shot JFK would love to know what you think about this story and please do jump in about your JFK <laughs> theories because I didn't think we'd ever get to it on this show but now we have the doors are open I would love to talk about that because you know it's it, it's a murder and it's fascinating and people feel very strongly about it. Oh, they do. So tell us what you think. Jump on the comments of this episode on any of the social media channels you follow and share your thoughts, your theories. But most importantly, mix yourself up a Texan iced tea oh, as Texan you go. Texan iced tea, absolutely. Oh, that I've went down well. Gone down a bit too well. As in like, I want another one as in I feel very giggly and jolly. <laughs> I don't feel drunk, but I want another one. Yeah. And then chaos. Yeah, go make another one. Let's yeah. get on with it. Please mix one up uh, with, with whatever's in your cupboard. Ah, just chuck whatever you got in. Yeah, just, just a little bit of each. A little bit of everything. A little bit of each, topped up with cola and lime. Yeah. A little bit of sugar, a bit of lemon. I will put the real recipe out on Friday. <laughs> but if you haven't got the stuff, make something up. Chuck it in, see what happens. Tag us in any pictures of you enjoying your cocktails. Send us suggestions of more cocktails we can do. Please follow us on TikTok and send us more suggestions of stories you'd like to see on there. It's, it's really helping the downloads of our episode. And join us on Patreon because it's a beautiful place. We have a lovely little book club also on Facebook, uh, a Facebook group called the Belladonna Book Club. So if you're into your books or you just want to get book recommendations, you want to post some pictures, we've created this open group where you can join and it's a lovely, lovely safe space. So please come and find us on there. Thanks for listening, guys. We have been the people inside the Poisoner's Cabinet. We will see you next week. And remember, your loved ones are trying to kill you. Poisoner's Cabinet.